Welcome back to the Variant Cast on the Racial Draft Podcast Network. I am the Variant from Earth 718, the Brooklyn version of Mike, and I am joined by variants of all types. Uh, unfortunately, we had to let loose some charges, so the variants from last week are not present anywhere else on the timeline. Uh, variant number one, Kia. Which variant are you? I am the main variant and the one that if you, I don't know, blow me up and the whole world blows up. So therefore, I'm very important. So you're the sacred timeline variant of Kia? Yeah. Mm, a likely That's story. Exactly what I said. Pretty so, much what I said. So Randy, which variant are you? Well, clearly, I am the Randy Smith of Earth 1619. So, hello there. Welcome. So, you're the ultimate Randy, is that what you were trying not to mention? That is correct. And we were joined by a brand new variant, someone who has escaped the timeline and is just living it up in the TVA. Uh, Heather, which variant are you? Uh, still to be determined, actually. Oh yes, because Ooh. Heather Heather is live uh, responding to the low-key episode two as we podcast. So we will be getting her live reactions as she interjects what is so what is happening now so far in the episode. So it just started. It looks like they are in medieval times. All right. We're looking we will... a variant's been detected. And now we wait and see. Okay. Well, Keep checking in as our uh, live uh, episode correspondent with, with uh, your reactions. But uh, we will try not to uh, overly spoil you, you know, earmuffs every now and then. But um, what did everybody think of the episode overall? I loved it. Like I, the, the, the favorite part of, of the episodes just in general is, I mean, obviously all the cool time stuff, but you, you kind of get like this, this philosophical existential stuff going on. And it's like, yeah, this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, the ruminations on, on the nature of free will and predetermination or predestination rather, um, you know, continued from week one. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the chemistry between uh, Owen Wilson's uh, Mobius and uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki was in full display this week, just like Hiddle it was Bay. last week. <laughs> Obey, as it were. <laughs> now, Q, uh, what else did you think about the episode? I mean, like, I mean, I was just taken, I was taken back by the whole episode. I mean, how they put it all together. It was just so deep and just drew me in. I, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. <laughs> I feel like that's a little <laughs> bit less about the plot of the episode and a little bit more about uh, Tom Hiddleston's body. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, that I mean, it's a valid point true. regardless. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, this episode, you know, didn't wasn't as heavy on the exposition as the last episode. There was a little bit more action going on, but mm -hmm. that didn't mean that there weren't some plot bombs dropped. And um, let's talk about, I guess, the first plot bomb, 
uh, do we think, or, or, or actually I'll rephrase the question. Has rephrase our, the question. Has our understanding of what, what the Time Variance Authority does, has it changed any from week one to week two? Uh, I guess I'll start with you, Kia. Um, I think a little bit. Well, they, I think they went more in depth with what they actually do. And also, I think they also showed a little bit of like, you know, the, the time guys, the three time guys, I forget their names, the um, that never, the timekeepers. Yeah, see the time guys. <laughs> Everybody knew that. Um, the fact that like nobody is like really seen them, like you're starting to realize that like they're kind of not in, they're in the picture, but not in the picture, or at least they're, they say that they're in the picture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it makes me think that maybe they're not really there. I mean, like God. created it and they're gone, you know? Like yeah. God, yeah, you know, I mean, like. like, like <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think that they, I didn't think that they were like everyday presences in the first episode. You know, I, I was always skeptical of what, I mean, not, not necessarily skeptical of whether they exist, but skeptical of what they do from a date on a day-to-day basis. It's not. I'm really- actually skeptical that they exist. I think that. They might have existed, obviously, to, in order to create it. But I feel like they like said, you know, F this. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. How long have they been doing that? Like, I'd check out. I mean, <laughs> but if that's the only thing that they do, I mean, you know. I mean, the, the scale of, of their, you know, their purported knowledge and power is so vast that you could... Like, the one and only? Wait, is that what it's... Yeah, the... What's the one that um got uh the one above all? Right. Well, I'm saying right, exactly. The 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 scale and scope of like the what what they are you know what they're purported to know or what power they're purported to have it's unfathomable. So everybody's kind of like you know just going up. I mean, you you basically get these these characters who 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 the only way they really are able to function is not really by questioning or not really by considering the scope of, of the power that they're supposedly in service of. I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, I, I think that one thing that we liked about, or a lot of people liked about uh, the TVA as an entity or as an, as an idea is that it really just seems like another bureaucracy, right? You know, uh-huh. it seems like a combination of the library and the DMV and, you know, everyone <laughs> kind of does their like predetermined roles and they really don't get go a little bit. They don't go too far outside of their respective lanes. Right. And, and I think that setting up that kind of bureaucracy that is backed by something close to ultimate power, even if it's not ultimate power, is an is an interesting conceit. Um, and like you said, um, this this notion that there are these godlike beings behind it all, making all the decisions, kind of right off the bat in in the ep- first episode, kind of stretched credulity. And it it only made it was only made worse in my mind. I, we talked I talked about this last week. The fact that they use kind of like a quasi religious mantra when they talk about the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. you know, got my antenna up because if you know if they had use some sort of like quasi-scientific analysis, I might've been more apt to believe them, but it's like the time 
gatekeepers brought order to the universe and now we just follow what they what they want i was like hmm, all right well that that can't be corrupted of course not you know <laughs> people who won't challenge <laughs> but but, but uh, challenge things from on high where have we seen that go wrong before <laughs> but but i'm um, saying at, at the same time you could kind of argue that even even people who who have like who who achieve what it is that they achieve even if they did so from a scientific perspective there's people who um their own biases they will try to use those scientific discoveries to create their own biases or whatever and i i you know as somebody who is a a, a person of faith i i i'm a believer fair um, enough fair enough but i i you know i'm I, a believer <laughs> I, I get that, you know, it is sort of um, more uh, 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 feelings based, I guess, more, more the connotations of, of uh, religion is more of like a feelings based and faith based sort of thing. But we are, you know, sentient beings just in general. So, you know, by the I, by the very order of whatever we discover, we still can kind of paint that with our own perceptions, too. And so you can have somebody who is, you know, you know, we, we, we get these kind of mad scientist characters all the time who mm-hmm. are like, oh, we're going to do this crazy Machiavellian thing for science. And it's like, no, actually, you, you just kind of want an excuse to kill up these people. That's, That's <laughs> fair. Not- but, I, but I would say that if there was, I mean, have you ever seen the show Quantum Leap? I have not. All right. So I'm going to not go all the way in depth about quantum leap but quantum leap is a science fiction type show where they do Mm -hmm. time travel and they get involved and they make changes in the timeline and there's a computer that is supposedly running the simulations of what any any change that the time traveler makes whether Mm -hmm. it's for the benefit or for the detriment of um you know like it, it tries not to make moral decisions but it still kind of says, well, this is more likely to happen if mm-hmm. you do this, or this is more likely to happen if you do this. And it kind of helps to guide the main character's behavior because he's, he knows that like he wants to do the right thing, but if he does the quote unquote right thing in the moment, it might hurt some things down the line. So he's there's a conflict there, right? Mm-hmm. Like to the extent that the TVA is meant to be um, cultivating or curating rather the whether you want to call the sacred timeline or the best timeline or the ideal timeline, whatever you want to call it, the the fact that they, the fact that they're entrusted with this 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 maintenance of the timeline, inherent in there is the question of why. Inherent uh-huh. in it is the question of why this timeline above another timeline. Right. Right. And and I think that when you do when you approach it from a quasi scientific perspective, there's a there's a, a reason why it can be explained or that they, they set out to try to find a reason to explain it versus what they did in the first episode, which is just basically saying, this is the timeline and we can't deviate from it and not really explain what makes the divine timeline, the divine timeline. Well, I mean, in, in sort of, a, I, I, I don't really even know if this is necessarily pushing back on what you're saying. Like, I, I just, let me just, you know, preface what I'm going to say by saying that. But I mean, in, in, it, it sort of makes me think that they view time not necessarily, I mean, like, 
they're they're using science i guess because obviously there has to be like you know how did they get the tech but they're using it uh the the goal was more of a philosophical like end you you kind of have to be like okay well what what exactly why 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 would you even care about preserving time anyway like mm-hmm. what basically what would be the purpose behind that unless you had some sort of subjective um you know kind of mortal stake in it i guess well what they did i mean they did say in the first episode and i and i'm willing to buy a lot of what they said um in the first episode having come haven't actually come to pass the fact that there was this multiversal war Uh and it was chaos as all these timelines and universes fought for supremacy and you know if you live through something like that there is something beneficial to a some kind of peace accord where uh-huh. it's determined that in order to prevent another multiversal war, um, everyone kind of get on the same page. Now, whether that means five timelines or 50 timelines or one timeline is kind of, you know, your mileage may vary on that. Right. And the right. fact that they settled on the one, the fact that they settled on the one, you know, again, raises questions as to why that one. But I'm willing to acknowledge that chaos over order you know, I, I tend to be more to the to the order side of things than to the chaos side of things. So I'm I'm sympathetic to the idea of someone keeping things in line, particularly if we're talking about the multiverse. Given that uh-huh. I'm a noted multiverse hater, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm all about the idea of there being people one who stay. Thing. <laughs> right. right one one timeline above all else, um, but. I'm still skeptical of how they determined which was the timeline, especially given that we know, well, again, this was the crux of the question that I had asked. In the Uh first week, I was pretty clear that these uh, reset charges were pretty much destroying all of existence in this uh, variant Mm -hmm. timeline. Um, Or is that how you see it, Randy? Well, I I almost I, I sort of see it like that, but they are, I guess, destroying whatever thing is aberrant, like whatever is not supposed to be there. So I mean, yes, they are like destroying, but again, like you sort of think as far as um uh literally pruning a tree or pruning a, a plant or whatever, you know, branches, haha. But, you know, <laughs> they're trying to figure out, like, what thing looks like it's dead or what thing looks like it's, you know, not uh, thriving. And so we clip it off. Yeah, but, so- the, but the thing is, you know, sort of thinking about it mechanically, like, you're still, even if you say, okay, there's been five minutes of a new timeline, mm-hmm. that's still five minutes mm-hmm. of an entire universe having existed that you have to get rid of well yeah i mean uh, uh, again you you kind of get back to the point of like what is acceptable to allow to change and what isn't and mm-hmm. it it you know that um you you i could like you know sit here and speculate what mm-hmm. they could you know come up with as far i mean that's as, like, that's definitely what i'm asking you to do so keep no going. I'm, as far as like <laughs> Uh, philosophically, philosophically like one of the one of the main things that you um one of the main things that we argue over in in you know as 
as part of the classes and things that I went through was like, oh, well, what if you had a, a, a train that was on a, you know, on a track and it was going to either hit these people or, or hit these people and you try to mm-hmm. figure out like which one, like, okay, that, that's basically what you're trying to do. You're trying to mitigate as little harm as possible and you know mitigating harm doesn't necessarily mean that no harm is done it's what do you consider the acceptable parameters of harm being done right but 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 what i'm saying what i'm implying or at least suggesting is mm-hmm. that anytime there's a anytime there's a variant it's it's not one train on a track it's two trains on a track you know, mm-hmm. and so you're going from one train that's meant to be heading to its destination, you know, right. whatever, New York to Chicago, right? And then all of a sudden, another train veers off and it's heading to Detroit. And it's right. your and it's your job to be like, no, oh, you only, we only want the train that goes from New York to Chicago. So screw the train that goes to Detroit. <laughs> we you know, we blow up the train. That goes, yeah, we blow up the train that goes to Detroit. Otherwise, you've now got two trains. That that was that was my understanding of what the TVA was doing. Kia, are you thinking similarly that this is what the uh, what the what the TVA is trying to do? I think she's distracted by Tom Hiddleston and his pee. I mean, I he some things are um, what was it? Glorious purpose. Um, yeah, he is. What, what he is it? burdened with that he glorious is burdened with, with glorious pain yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes he is um so Asgard. are you going to help him unburden his glorious pain kia yes yes i am but seriously um it was that your understanding of what they were doing in the first episode when they were uh, cleaning up the timelines or did you have a different understanding of what they were doing i kind of just thought they're like they they tried to break it down and tell you exactly what they were doing but i don't know like when i saw a different part like in the second episode Mm -hmm. i was kind of confused like i don't know if they really like they say they're doing one thing but i feel like there's something else going on yeah that's for sure judge the judge makes me feel the female judge and you know i'm all for female power yeah. but like i don't know i don't know if i trust her that's I fair feel like i mean you know I she's, say, she, I she's say a black woman and i don't want know. anybody to get low-key high key uh-huh yeah low-key um, high key but not the low key you know what i'm saying like low-key like, listen i am okay, um <laughs> i i feel as though like she she's up to something fair and also like i feel like you know and this is just me maybe as a brown woman i'm a little upset that the other brown woman that is like you know in charge of the b19 the Mm -hmm. cute yes yeah like how come she has to be so why do they have her being so aggressive i mean her job is literally to I mean, she could just be like, you know, she's like a time cop. Others, like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like a time cop, but like on a whole nother level of anger. Yeah. So yeah, are you I'm, saying that if you were doing that appreciate. job, you would have a softer touch, Kia? Yeah, I would. 
I would. She would absolutely have softer touch with someone. <laughs> well, fair. Yes, <laughs> I would. Yes, I would. I'd be like, you know what? I feel as though I he needs to stay by my side. I feel as though um, I'm going to need a one-on-one with him. Now, would really you like abuse? Would you abuse issues. the time technology to make it last? Uh, at yes, what, I would. It would one third motion. One third yeah. speed. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I, I would slow mo him and probably do things that are not consensual, but he can't say no, no because I got there before he could oh, say no. no. Uh, the, the, views ex- <laughs> the views expressed involving non consensual sexual activity are not shared. Uh, by. I, mean, <laughs> I got that idea from Mike. I just say, I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, um, honestly, like, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Like, can you imagine just having something that was like, slow-mo everybody else like yes uh, i I, I imagine it i imagine it quite frequently yes um (laughs) but (laughs) but no what i in all seriousness what i was what i was saying is that i've sort of picked up like in that first scene of the first episode that when they let off that those charge the charges of pruning the timeline they were like oh yeah we're just gonna wipe out this aberrant timeline so it doesn't exist you know mm-hmm. like that's how mm-hmm. you maintain one timeline you have to get rid of every single other timeline so good luck variant you know <laughs> like every single other variant in this in this timeline you're gone you know because I mean, they can only they can only be one it it is it is possible that there is some other explanation but i don't really see it because mm-hmm. Like you saw in in when Loki was in the in the court proceeding thing, and like the 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 other variant tried to escape, and the guy pruned him. And pruning means death. <laughs> you are gone. Yeah, yeah. you so, are obliterated from existence. Right. So I'm. I mean, I I am sure that there is possibly some other setting. Like you know, <laughs> like I mean, even even the police are not that wild. Like the the, the taser <laughs> is not just set no. to like death automatically so i'm pretty My sure whole... other... no go ahead no uh, i was just I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some other setting like you know that some some other way in which well, yeah there's a slow-mo it. setting the slow-mo yeah, setting we saw that you know you know there, there's other settings but there is some point at which destruction like literal obliteration is an option yes my whole thing... thing is how mm-hmm. how could Okay, so Loki didn't know about this place. Everybody, like, really, like, we all saw Endgame. How did that guy not know that he could just go pick up some, you know, some Infinity Stones because they use them as paperweights over there? Like, I don't understand. Like, he went through all this trouble to get the Infinity Stones, and all he needed to do was just fuck up a timeline, get over there, fuck them up, take it, (laughs) and then leave? Like... That would have been a lot better movie. But to be fair, like (laughs) the Infinity Stones only work. The Infinity Stones only work in the timelines that they're Mm -hmm. that they're uh, native to. So he he can't take a different Infinity Stone to to a different timeline. Yeah, I mean they're they're not always assembled like that. Like they they kind of just. Oh, he could have taken them all and just seen which which ones work. Well, he would have to well, do a whole lot of multiverse hopping, though. Yeah, and, and they and they would find him immediately and then obliterate him. Right. Which was so. You know, here's my question. Sure. How well, does Doctor Strange quick, play cor- in all this? Wait, correspondence. Um, where Ooh. are you? Episode Heather. So Loki is currently explaining to Mobius that 
Um, the variant is hiding in the apocalypses that happen in the timelines. Yes. Um, because within an apocalypse, there's nothing but chaos and it's going to be destroyed no matter what. Right. But anyways, so Dr. Strange is a time contorter. Well, yeah. Right? So, so here's my theory on the Dr. Strange thing and how that somewhat ties into the TVA. Oh, we're in Pompeii now. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No problem. No, <laughs> listen, you, 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 everybody who's listening to this has seen the episode. You're the only one that's getting spoiled. Um, but um, in the, so remember in, remember in Infinity War, when Dr. Strange talked about the 14 million uh, possible futures and the one future where they win. It has been my working hypothesis that that one future where they win is the sacred timeline. Um, that something about what happened in Endgame and something about the Avengers winning um, leads to um, whatever else is to come that leads to the formation of the TVA. So when they, when they mentioned in the first episode that it was okay that the Avengers messed around with time because they were meant to, it was because it was part of this whole one future out of 14 million. But the other, you know, 13,999, whatever number, like the TVA is out there wiping them out, you know, because they're not part of the sacred timeline. You know, I mean, as, as somebody who has who has recently read um, Exiles and and a couple of other like timey wimey uh, comics that that mm -hmm. sort of you know try to get you to feel like there's there's aberrant realities that shouldn't exist. Like there's actually a couple of them I've read that have had kind of that that running the, uh, theme in them. But as somebody who's read something like that, I'm I'm very interested in the idea of um, just them kind of picking and choosing from each of these different timelines and um, I guess how, how that uh, uh, factors into like the, the different characters that we might see from uh, shows and, and movies and things that, that previously have existed that might not have been considered quote unquote canon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that that's what it feels like. It feels like it's kind of their, their end to decide, okay, well maybe this show or maybe this movie will be you know considered you know parts of it will be considered canon and parts of it will be left out or what have well so so this ties into something that i had mentioned last week which is that you know whenever you get involved in a time travel story and particularly when you get involved in a time loop story uh -huh. everything uh -huh. that's you know the concept of cause and effect should be uh, questioned we don't know exactly when this takes place. We don't, you know, we know that there was that element we, of the, Yes, we do. <laughs> we know that there was the element of where Loki got the Tesseract in 2012 and he got snatched up at that point. But we, act, but we don't know where the main um, crux of of their existence has, has kicked in. We don't know when the TVA was formed. We mm -hmm. don't know at what point uh, in the MCU's timeline, the TVA uh, formed. We don't know whether they formed um, early, before the, T before the MCU even kicked off or, mm -hmm. or whether they've seen all the movies all the way through phase 10 <laughs> and then they formed the TVA and they went back around 
and they started policing the timeline. We don't like we we can you know because of how our minds work, we assume that they're running concurrent with with what we've seen. But in in all reality, they could be they could be at the end of the story. Yeah. Um, and they could be kind of backtracking and trying to make sure that they get where they need to go. And when you Honestly, consider, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go that on. would that would explain why, like in real life, why we have these moments where we remember things as being different than they actually are when we look them up now. Right, like deja vu could yeah. just be the TVA. Not even deja having... vus, but like the Bernstein Bears. Oh yeah, what's I, it called? I, um, that is a hill I am willing to die on. Okay, that is not um, how it was spelled when I was a child. <laughs> things like that, mm -hmm. and that. Would oh yeah, like like when people are like remember certain things and like they're like no like oh like um who was it uh, no 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 um what's That's his not name the same um kazam no not kazam um nelson mandela oh the man like, oh yeah the mandela effect the mandela effect mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. we all remember him dying and then other people don't like what has happened yeah. it's it's called a variant timeline that got mashed back into the main timeline and uh, you know they didn't clean it up. We were they were not, prop, they were not properly cleared from the timeline. Is what I'm saying. So so everybody's memories are correct, even if they're wrong. Yep. Right. If time, if time has changed, the captain lady. Do you think she's a Virgo? I feel like she gives off Virgo energy. Are you talking Being about? So are you talking about the hunter B B nineteen? Um. No. The um. The lady that's in charge of the DMV TV. Judge, Judge Renslayer? <laughs> Google. I think, yeah, I, I, think they, I think they both. So they both give off Virgo energy. They're very controlling. No. No. no? Okay. I bet right. angry little angry note. little cop lady. I would put her more as like a uh... a Virgo. No. <laughs> I I would put her as more of like a Capricorn. Interesting. Um, mm. Kia, yeah. did you watch Utopia? I binge watched Utopia during an insomnia time. Did frame, you recognize so... the actress from Utopia from this episode? Um, hold on just for a second because I don't think I did. I didn't like when I was watching it at two this morning, I or three this morning, or whatever. I didn't go like, oh, yeah, that's somebody. Oh, wait. Wait, I think actually, I think I did. Wait, hold on just for a second. Let me just double check. Yes. Oh, but yeah, Jessica Hyde. Yeah, that's what I, I did actually when I, when I saw her face. I was like, oh, that's that girl. I forgot it was Utopia. But I knew it was like Hyde, Jessica Hyde. Yep. <laughs> Jessica Hyde, the actress, I, I'm, for some reason, her name is escaping me right now. But luckily. Sasha Lane. I mean, you. but you know. Yeah. Nice. That's why we have you mm -hmm. as our Black woman correspondent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. So she's, she's Agent B-20. So we've got B-19 and we've got B-20. And uh, Does I don't that know mean if you... that Jessica Hyde is just part of this or? <laughs> it might mean that. Um, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you picked up on it from, from this episode, but there was. There she was had a, a speech impediment? No, there was, there was a little bit of a, a, a nod to the fact that, um, Rens that Ravona Renslayer was herself a former hunter. Um, I don't know if. Oh you, yeah. 
So, you know, the hunters are very uh, ethnically diverse. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh I'm sorry. So it was B-15 is uh, one me, uh, the actress, uh, Hunter B-15, and it's C-20 with Sasha Lane. My fault. Not B-20. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, it was C-20. Wait, was it two two? Was it two twenty? C twenty. Just it was okay. I was just trying to visualize her helmet. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I liked the little. Uh, you know, they they made they 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 made a. They got the benefit of the eighties with doing uh holding out for a hero, right? That's the name of the song, right? Or is mm -hmm. it just I need a hero? I don't remember. I need a hero. That's a big karaoke ahead, song. It. Um. No, we'll, uh, well, we'll can use you, can that you as hear the, a little uh, bit of that, Mike, because I know you love singing that song. No, we we'll use that as the outro music for this week's episode. Stay, so stay tuned. Okay. As we uh, Facts. we we will sing "Hero" as we as we end the show. But, um, <laughs> Hold on, just for a second, Heather. Where are you right now in the episode? So there, um, Mobius is fighting with Desk Lady to um, go to Alabama for the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably a Virgo. I feel that. But I mean, angry cop lady is Capricorn. Not. She's honestly, I'd put maybe her on a Aquarius cusp. Oh no, no. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Aquarius is yep. a, maybe a Sag it makes Capricorn. Her... No, I could see her being more on the Aquarius cusp because she is so defiant of anything outside of what would be normal because of the Capricorn, but you can see that she wants to, but she just can't. Mm. So keep watching. I want to mm. see how this plays out. I want to see how this Aquarius energy plays out. You see Kia? Whoa, well, don't bring up Aquarius energy. Yo, okay. I think no. I think you oh, might yeah. be, I think you might be a Kia, a Kia 15, you know, if you were cast in the role of, of Time Hunter. I feel like you would enforce, you'd enforce the roles. Oh yeah, yeah. Capricorn. Loki would have a lot of rules. <laughs> I'll let Loki give me rules. Ooh. He is the god of mischief. He is the god. Just of here to stir oh, the yeah. pot. I mean, he does mm -hmm. making people kneel. So that is a Bibble. fair point. So speaking of well, curiosity, could be in my pants. Speaking <laughs> of uh, mischievousness was anyone else happy happy to see miss minutes make another appearance i yes. yeah i mean i i think that i i would like to see um tara strong like be a, a more significant character but um i'm I, I like the character it's a cute little addition i thought it was kind of cool little addition she... are you did you call her a cute little addition because she's a woman I called her a cute little addition because she's cute and diminutive. <laughs> she is literally an anthropomorphic clock. But, <laughs> um, and she's animated. <laughs> I was I was shocked to see her just like hanging out. Like, hey there, Loki. <laughs> and of course, Loki tried to kill her because. Was a little floaty hobbit. So what did you guys think about the whole, um, I don't know what to call it, the, the uh, blind spot, I guess, of the, the concept of the apocalypse being a dead end timeline that, that 
was undetectable to the rest of the time variance authority. Um, that just means that they obviously are really good at their job. I mean, it took Loki, like, so however long they've been in existence, they didn't realize, like, he, he was there, like, a whole five fucking minutes, and they didn't realize that there was a gap. There's like, hey, there's, there's, a little, there's a little flaw in your logic right here. There's a little flaw in your system. Seriously? I mean, they all need to be fired. I, I feel like it it's not necessarily a matter of like a lack of intelligence. I feel it's like they're so confident in what they're doing that they think that others wouldn't outthink them. So like yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't be too paranoid if you feel like, oh ha ha ha, these lesser beings, these these primitive fools, they would never do this, that, and the other. And so, so you, you don't think really- it's ego. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that it's ego and I think that they are they're, you know. I mean, for who he watching? I think that anytime you have like a predetermined procedure, um, there's always the possibility of someone trying to exploit the loopholes in that procedure. Um, yeah. So, so it totally makes sense. That's that, an Aquarius trait. Loki's an Aquarius. He might be. Like it totally um, makes Hiddleston sense that if he, is an Aquarius. Is he though? Mm-hmm. Loki. Um, is technically of June, so he's a Gemini or Cancer. You know what? Gemini makes sense because he's Loki. Mm-hmm. But, and he talks a lot too. Yeah, that's definitely a Gemini trait. But yeah, I think it totally makes sense that if you know that everything's by the book and that they don't really deviate from their script, that all you need to do is ask yourself, like, what's, you know, what is aberrant to them? and what would kind of fall beneath their notice. And it kind of makes sense if, I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit in our, in our DM group, but the, you know, the notion that if their job is to monitor uh, time and, and different timelines, that if any point where time quote unquote ends is a possible place that they wouldn't pay attention to because there can be no variance from a, from a time timeline endpoint i mean yeah if you that, that's like if if somebody throws out um it, it, some some major mega billionaire corporation or whatever throws out their their garbage or like their toxic waste or whatever nobody would really think that somebody would try to salvage something out of that waste i mean you you would be like okay well it we've we have determined you know our our widget whatever thing mm-hmm. we manufacture whatever thing we make or whatever thing, whatever service we put out, we think that's the valuable product and whatever else we don't need, we kind of view it in that trash or refuse. Well, ironically, you know what I was thinking of? Um, that um, that movie that came out a, a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, rather, uh, Army of the Dead, where they were nuking um, Vegas. Sorry, spoiler alert. And- Spoiler alert. And <laughs> people were like- Loki and people were like oh if we go in there and we steal money from vegas before they nuke it it won't be traceable because they won't know that the money had been stolen exactly you know it's the it's it's that kind of logic that if they're wiping the you know slate clean so to speak then you can steal from that slate before it gets wiped wiped clean yeah i mean you they're basically operating under under the idea that that um, if they're going to nuke that place, they've already deemed that that you know whatever in there is expendable. Mm-hmm. 
And Loki met Loki. That's where Heather is right now. Yeah, they're walking to the store right now. To the to the fake Walmart. Oh shit. But but I did have one um, bone to pick with that logic. I thought that they were really loose with what the definition of an apocalypse was. Um, typically, when we talk about an apocalypse, we talk about like the end of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. And I feel fine. Um, like, but the fact that they were just like, oh, yeah, it's an apocalypse for this one town. That counts. I was like, <laughs> that's how I'm going to talk from here on out. Like, I'll be like, oh, I just went through an apocalypse. Right, exactly. It's like, mm. like in my bathroom. <laughs> exactly. It was a, it was an a pot collapse, but whatever. <laughs> and a poop collapse. Sorry, that was what right. I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like when I like, it made sense that they were saying that uh, that Ragnarok was an apocalypse because mm-hmm. it was at least the destruction of an entire world. But ADD they... moment when you say Ragnarok, I think of the Netflix uh, TV show Ragnar- Ragnarok, and I need to watch really that. Really pretty so too. I, I really do sorry. need to watch that. So, yeah, sorry, ADD moment. Sorry, no Continue. problem. Yeah, but you know, so <laughs> what's funny is that when he when he said Ragnarok on the sh- on the show, I didn't think he was talking about the movie Thor Ragnarok. I thought he was talking about like the concept mm-hmm. of Ragnarok um you know as it exists across mythology so mm-hmm. it threw me off and i was like oh wait he's talking about the- we all saw that we all saw what happened in thor ragnarok and and i was willing to say well they said that was like a level seven uh, apocalypse and and i was kind of like all right it was a destruction of an entire city um but then uh, spoiler alert to heather they said that the that the walmart was a level 10 apocalypse <laughs> And I was like, I mean, are the numbers going down? Is it maybe maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way? To, to be fair, I mean, if like the, the way they the way that they kind of uh phrased it was that the this this uh quote unquote Walmart is like hugely expansive, like almost you know, like like it's just a, a vastly expanded thing. So almost I guess in my mind. I was kind of thinking like, you know, how uh, like a college town or something like that, like that whole campus would be just kind of encompassed under the college. Here's the thing, Randy. Uh, no disrespect to Alabama, but much disrespect <laughs> to Alabama. I mean, a little bit. Of Destro- to <laughs> Destroying <laughs> any part of Alabama should not be construed as an apocalypse. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm Personally, I feel like you you could I don't know. Brandy feels like Alabama lives matter. I'm pretty sure I didn't say that. Listen, I'm not saying that their lives don't matter. I'm just not putting it on the level of apocalypse. It's like you know, it it I don't know. I guess just the idea, the 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 idea of like how they're gonna get a bath. Just no, I mean, it, it, it felt like it felt like the way that they said how expansive it is, you would almost be like, you know, if, if it's no survivors and stuff like that, just complete and utter destruction, then for that little limited area, it would feel like an apocalypse because basically all trace of life out of there would be wild, like, you know, so I guess 
I don't really know. End of slavery apocalypse. Look, like I said, like I said, if we were, listen, if I'm, I'm going to be honest, if we were on Twitter and someone was like, this is an apocalypse, we would roast the fuck out of them. Well, I mean, that's true, but I guess you would have to kind of like reassess what exactly, what, what scale would entail what, you know, counts as an apocalypse because. Oh, let's go over this said scale, Randy. What do you think the scale should be? No, but but that's my point. I'm not I'm not saying necessarily that the 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 um phrasing of it is correct, but I guess it kind of makes me feel like I need to reassess what I would cons- like, you know, cuz to somebody their whole world is over. So, you know, it it wasn't like some, you know, oh wow, my house is ruined. It's like, no, I died family died everybody in my vicinity got wiped out all the way and so that, happens, that happens all the time though well i mean but that, that all the time it's it's something that we we know that obviously it's not a, a like you know a whole entire planet gets destroyed i mean obviously it's not gonna be like oh it's a, a krypton i just well, i just went through right. a krypton like no you <laughs> you you know you survive or whatever but it's still i don't know i guess it just uh yeah not- i just i mean i got hung up on the terminology like if they had called it something else i probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten like you know my uh panties in a bunch so to speak but, yeah like, like maybe call it a reset it's female yeah. okay it, it 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 really did just kind of get my I don't know I guess just the whole episode sort of got me in that philosophical mode so I kind of did you know uh, double take and kind of you know think back and like hmm you know what what exactly why why don't I consider that an apocalypse why don't I consider that like a world ending type event is you know, it because you the, looked at the definition mm-hmm. yeah exactly. is it because the rest <laughs> of the world kept moving <laughs> but, but at the same time i mean even even like you know the people on uh pompeii the world kept moving then too i know yeah, I mean, which is but, why I, so in other words in, in other words like katrina was an apocalypse is right. that what you're trying to say I, randy i'm saying that it's not necessarily the the scale of what we would consider, but it could be considered in like a a, a dramatic change of life type of event like that. I guess. And I don't know. It's weird. I would, no, I would, isn't that just a dramatic change of life? Can we get can we get the actual definition of apocalypse, Mike? I uh, would sure. not say I that it is accurate, but I would say that it is valid in a subjective sense. That's all my point. I'm here, I'm here for you, Randy. We're going to figure this out right now. I don't want you spiraling on season, uh, episode three, you know? So, so, okay, so, so let me retrieve my dictionary. I'm just, uh, just for the purpose of the podcast, there are two definitions according to uh, Dick, um, Oxford languages. So, so make sure you say it in English. I'm not going to say it with a British accent. No, I will not. Um, So the first, the complete and final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation. Obviously, that's not. Hmm, Does that fit? Yeah, so it doesn't fit Alabama. Nope. (laughs) He went through the door. An event involving destruction or damage on an awesome. Obviously, another trucker. Son of a biscuit eater. Yes. 
So theoretically, the secondary definition, destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale, I suppose that could fall in the realm of apocalypse. But I, I, the, I, I do want to say that mm -hmm. this entire time, I am not saying that the word is entirely correct in its usage. My only point was that it kind of got me thinking on a philosophical scale, huh? just as far as our subjective uh, understanding of, of what somebody's quote unquote world ending entails. I'm not done. Like when you break up with your boyfriend, <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah. It's it's a spouse apocalypse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if they rate it by the number of people who die, and it has to be over a certain number of people. Well, I think it has to be. I actually, I think if if I was if if I was paying close enough attention, I think it has to kill every single person. Um, I think there has to be no survivors because that makes sense. If there are survivors, then survivors will continue the timeline and that fucks everything up. So it has to be sudden, catastrophic, and and conclude enough people's or everyone's um, timeline at a particular time and place. Hey, Randy, I, like how many people would you like, in order, would you have to off, do you think, in order to call it off? <laughs> Specifically, like, like just around, just, just give me a number. Specifically, five hundred. If four hundred and ninety-nine people die, then it's cool. Like I said before, like I said before, I was just hung up on the terminology. I don't mind the idea that there's like a catastrophic event that means that Do in children that, count as whole people. Um. Uh, <laughs> Two fifths, two fifths. Sorry, um, but um, <laughs> but like I depends on like if they can walk if, or not. Yeah, if they if they had used the term cataclysm rather than apocalypse, like I would have I would have rode with it and not thought much of it. You know? Oh yeah, because the, because the, because the the storyline, the use of the the use of the term in the storyline was to say that this it's a place where the TVA wouldn't think to look because. Mm -hmm there would be limited um, effect on the timeline based on the window of opportunity between when the, per the variant arrives and when total destruction happens. Right. And, but, but you gotta be honest, there, are, there should be a ton of places where that, where that situation arises. Um, I, if again we go back to the the scene it kind of looked like it took five minutes for loki to be like boom found it alabama you know and again i again no disrespect but much disrespect to alabama um i i don't think it's possible for alabama to have an apocalypse so you know well it, it was in the future only a good cleansing <laughs> I, what it was in the future so maybe it was um maybe something changed and world like us how so, we know so, it so so what you're saying centered. is so so, so, what so trump saying, won another election is what you're saying what so, i'm so saying is that people <laughs> learned you don't turn your back on families so, so what you're saying is that alabama became hostile and invaded other states and expanded their territory <laughs> and we should absolutely like treat them as suspicious because this is the potential future don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be well, suspicious don't be suspicious i mean so maybe so have you crazy He'll so die. Heather, you've seen the you've seen the full episode now 
I would like yeah. your overall thoughts. I'm angry with how it ended. I need more now. Um, <laughs> Did you stay through the credits? Did you watch the credits? I haven't do paused right them? now because I was so angry. Okay, because there are a lot of Wait, clues do people in the watch the. Wait, there are a lot of clues in the credits. Yes, there are clues in the credits. Mm -hmm. I watched There's the no, last credit all the way through. There's no post-credit scene, but there are clues um, in Easter eggs, as it were. Um, oh, that's annoying! Like now oh, I have to actually. Tom Hiddleston was an executive producer. Nice. Oh, that's a ooh, that's a little egg, a little Easter egg left for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you like so, them apples? So, Heather, what are your yeah. thoughts on uh, female Loki? Um, not as hot as male Loki, Avi. Not as hot as male Loki would still do. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I respect it. Um, female Loki is she's okay. Um, I just I'm my big. I just, I have a lot of questions. All right. Well, wait, is one of your, wait, time out. Is one of your questions, if Loki has sex with female Loki, if he really just like having sex with himself? Technically that's masturbation. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. That would be like the least confusing version of sexual things that Loki has done. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hell, he's, he, his, one of his babies is a horse. Yeah. No, isn't it a wolf? Yeah. Isn't it a wolf? No. You have a wolf. Uh, you have sure. the snake. You have the the horse. Loki, Loki has the Midgard serpent and has Hymir, yeah. which is Odin's Odin's uh steed, which is an eight legged horse, and has the Fenris wolf, who is going to, I believe, uh, be part of literal Ragnarok. So that, that's isn't in Loki, mythology, not the comic. So. Technically, according to Norse mythology, isn't Loki like for the first like trans god? Well, uh, no, gender fluid. I so mean, he's a shapeshifter. Okay. So he will become whatever he needs to be in order to correctly stir the pot and poke the buttons he's, and get the rise up. Part of like, mm -hmm. you know, numerous different uh, pantheons have um, multi-gender mm -hmm. or gender fluid deities. Um, so the, the Hawaiians have some too. So this, so this ties into to the theory that I um, posited on the first episode of the variant cast, which is that I predict that this variant of Loki, uh, Lady Loki, as it were, is actually a futuristic version of our Loki, the protagonist of the show. Um, that based on the knowledge that he accumulates through these uh, few episodes, he becomes this Loki who is uh, stirring up shit and you know got this big, big, massive plan. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't see that. I, I think <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, you know. I think it's possible, but at the same time, I'm uh the the credits they they gave a name. I forgot what the heck the, the lady's name was, but they what, the actress. Yeah, no, 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 Sophia DiMartino. No, no, no. Who who the the character that she that her name is credited as that she. Okay. It's just called the variant, I believe. No, no, no. That because because it, it doesn't say it's like um I think it's like right under 
uh Loki or like right under like it's like the second credit or something like that. It's not Loki squared. It's it, it's not Loki. It's it's some other name. I forgot what it was. But somebody said, uh, the, somebody I forgot who the heck it was. They brought up the name, and the name was actually like, um, an allusion to to a somebody from who, the comic books. Yeah, and she ends up becoming like another version of the Enchantress, who I I believe that she possibly could be a future character working with this other Loki mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really know like it, it, it's so interesting that that we that it's equally valid to assume that it could be a future version of Loki or it could be somebody working with Loki because the the magic that we've seen from this this character is not the same kind of stuff that we've seen from Loki himself Fair. it might be Doctor Strange uh I don't think it's Doctor Strange Doctor Strange um, but I do. You don't know that. That that would be a heck of a twist. Doctor Strange like controls time and all that other stuff, and he might be pissed. The he only thing found out about it remember, is to take it all down. Remember, Doctor Strange doesn't like organically control time. It's because he had the time stone, and he no right. longer has a time stone. So Sophia is the one that's female Loki, right? Yeah, Sophia Di Martino. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only things around her when her name comes up is tidy timeline that's it just tidy timeline yeah. well i mean the there's an actual like list of of like the names and like who plays who so i'm i'm trying to remember who it is and i i'm, I'm blanking on the name but it was it, yeah there's it, a there's there is a page that has um you know who the character oh, who the actors are the actual and who they credit play. right um early on in the credits but um like I said, first of all, never trust the credits until they're ready to, to tell you what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, you got to think non-linearly when you're talking about time travel. You yeah. got to think, you know, at some point there's a time loop. Usually, you know, there's something that depends upon uh, someone in the future knowing something that they found out in the past and on top and, of that we're, we're not even just dealing with one timeline like right. it could have been a future that never happened as far as we subjectively are concerned but oh yeah actually in this potential future or you know even even a potential like a potential future that kind of started it subjectively our past but it's like you know I don't know. Time travel is yeah. weird. So exactly. Because of- the thing is, it bears questioning. In order for this Loki variant to mm-hmm. outsmart the TVA, that mm-hmm. Loki variant would need to know the, D- the TVA's tactics. Well, but... but- this version, the protagonist version, is becoming quite aware of the TVA's tactics. Who better than this variant to, you know become disenfranchised or sorry not disenchanted rather with with the tva and decide oh well i need to take these guys down and in the course of deciding to take these guys down morphs into this antagonist loki at some point in the indeterminate future i mean now it could now this loki could have it have her own origin story that we could find out in the next episode but Mm -hmm. you know until that gets revealed I'm gonna, uh, you know, hold on to my pet theory 
uh, you know, that in, as what happens in off, often in a lot of time travel shows, that uh, a character comes around and becomes a later version of of themselves. Honestly, I I I have kind of my own sort of pet theory uh, working, and you know, nothing thus far has proved me to be wrong, so I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. But think that but I, but I need you to share it with the uh, podcast listeners, Randy. Don't hold on to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think that there might be multiple Lokis at work, and okay. so I because I I think that we're going to get, um, you know, again, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking way ahead. So uh, you know, I've I've been known to to get ahead of myself, <laughs> but I think. That that maybe we might see kid Loki. We might see uh the older Loki that is like mm-hmm. more, you know, magically versed and stuff. Because we again, we haven't really seen this version of Loki use like a whole variety of magical abilities. Yeah. So this could very well be um, you know, whether she is an older Loki or whether she is a protege working with an older Loki. Um because again, I don't think either one necessarily rules out that there's a lady Loki at work. But yeah. you know, I just I, I would very much like to see them uh, be audacious with who the reveal is. Because I don't I don't think that it should be a straightforward. Oh, hey, see, I am the older version of you, and therefore I am superior. Like I want to see kind of you know some sort of uh, mic drop, you know, uh, mind blown moment that we don't really. Uh, see coming as as far as what exactly prompts this version of Loki to do what it is they're doing. So he is the variant, right? So I agree. I agree that um, there are probably other Lokis that we will find Loki variants that we will discover over the course of the show. I agree with that part, mm-hmm. but I also think that you know we have the benefit of having read the comics. And knowing that there is the precedent of there being a female Loki in the comics. Yeah. I would say that for like mainstream audiences, the idea of our Tom Hiddleston Loki turning into a female Loki is a bit of a mind blow for like that, the audience. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you say that he would even <laughs> do that? I mean, uh, y'all wouldn't be that mad if she turned out to be just as good looking or better looking than him. I feel like everybody would be like, okay, well, you surprised me. I don't really like change, but I can live with it. I mean, you if know, this, listen, you know, here's I the thing. If this show was not on Disney+, Plus, like if it was on HBO Max, mm-hmm. um, I would be rooting for a low-key on low-key action in the, in the next episode. <laughs> um, I, I won't root for this in Disney+, Plus because I know you don't have to root for it. Tumblr is already way ahead of you. We are going to give that to you, whether or not you know it's point out. That is that is fair. And uh, you know, we Randy, would you like to share the links to the low key on low key action uh, in the show notes? Oh um, well, it's bold of you to assume that I know where to find these things. And as he as he puts it in the chat, <laughs> I, I will I, for that. I will delay sharing them with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we we can we can pretend like you don't already have it. Copy and paste it. Wink, wink. 
but mm-hmm. um no no listen i mean i'm i'm open i'm open to 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 all to all the you uh, know what i'm open to what i'm open, open to heather telling us about north uh north mythology and um her impression of the actual whole movie and what questions she has okay um so what about norse mythology i don't know mainly talk about loki and well, how like obviously. sexual he is he literally will sleep with anything yes i'm in the um, running so he's like the zeus of of the norse pantheon but with a but with like less rape you know less rape than yeah zeus. less less rape more mm. more excited about just happy to be included um nice yeah he uh, so he's not a cosby he's uh (laughs) um, he's a lenny kravitz he's a a, okay cool like a hearth and home so he's like the ultimate like daddy figure if you look at him all the way through it he is the god of hearth and home sure he's the god of um, you gotta unpack that one (laughs) Well, in fact, he's the daddy yes. of the guy. So yeah. unpack that, Heather. <laughs> so he um he is he's had multiple wives. Um, some of them he produced children with, others he didn't. One of them was a giant, produced multiples. Um, as as we know, Hell is not actually his Wait, sister. Wait, he's that a is his sister, right? So if he yeah. did it with a giant. Maybe he's just maybe he was already big enough to fulfill her. (laughs) Oh shit. shit. Think. I like the way you think. (laughs) So he was with multiple different spouses. Um, his last spouse was Segan. She was considered a child bride at the time because she was so much younger than him. Um, they had what does she right sound like? That. We can skip right over that. What does she sound like? Well, so so this is where it gets really interesting because this takes us to Ragnar- Ragnarok. I have had a little bit of beer and I haven't eaten anything, so be patient with my pronunciations. Anyways, so um their two children um were used against Loki. So we all know about the punishment of Loki, right? where he was held under a, he was tied to a rock and the snake was over him dripping venom on him, right? Okay, I didn't know about this. this? I'm just now finding about it now. So this is how he was tortured. Um, This was the torturing of Loki. So he was tied to the rocks, not with chains, but with the entrails of one of his children because the other was turned into a wolf and sent to attack the other child and Narvi was used his entrails I think it was Narvi his entrails were used to tether Loki to the stone and Segan being the loyal wife that she was even though he was cheating on her and everything else mm-hmm. because you know he's God and he can fuck anything <clears throat> he wants to she would go and carry a bowl and hold it over his head to collect the venom mm-hmm. and then she'd have to take it to dump it and during the time that she took it to dump the venom he would scream in agony and pain because it was killing him and she would go back and hold it over it. So she's known as being the loyal, um, mm-hmm. the loyal wife, the, the lover of love, um, the protector of a spouse, but also the um, goddess of mourning lost children and the protector of lost children because mm-hmm. she lost both of hers. 
Um, so when we say ultimate daddy figure, he's the God of hearth and home. Um, if you're pagan, then you know that if you, you want to call on someone to protect your home and protect the children in your home, you call on Loki. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So that's a little bit about him. Um, Tom Hiddleston plays him beautifully. Mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston is beautiful. Loki is beautiful. And he, he gets all of those little nuances of the mischievousness and yet the, the air of while wanting to be mischievous, still wanting to protect. Mm-hmm. You can see that while it goes. That's very much who Loki embodies as an actual deity and who he is in that pantheon. So Hiddleston did an absolutely beautiful job of portraying him okay so where do you think the um the i mean obviously at the end of the episode we see him uh jump into the the portal uh alongside uh lady loki where do you think the story heads in the next week um i think that it's going to be loki following her and while back with the TVA, it's going to be played as he abandoned and he ran away. In mm-hmm. reality, I think he's trying to protect them. So here's so a quick, he here's go. a quick, here's a quick question. Do you sure. think there's going to be a lot of back of the TVA? I mean, it looked like the TVA was under a little bit of of duress. I think we're going to see Mobius. I think we're going to see um, a bit of Mobius through this, trying to figure out what the fuck his boys doing. Okay. Um, I think Mobius has seen under that shell mm-hmm. of just pure mischievousness and wanting to be free and has seen that he is indeed someone with a heart that cares um, because Loki's the true anti-hero. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily bad, nor is he necessarily good. Um, and I think Mobius sees that he is an anti-hero. Um, so I think we'll see a little bit more of Mobius in it and kind of what's falling apart back at the TVA. But mm-hmm. I think it'll begin to focus more on Loki, but I don't think he's going to give up the TVA. I think that he's going mm-hmm. to somehow remain connected to them and we'll see that in upcoming episodes. So one thing that I want to discuss a little bit, because we kind of glossed over it, is was, our, was our Loki's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had mentioned um, in the last episode that I thought that uh, Loki's plan was to bomb the TVA, um, was to use the stolen um, reset charges and send them to the TVA and take out the TVA with the possibility of bringing back the multiverse. Um, it doesn't look like that's what happened. It looks like, I mean, there was a screenshot going around and maybe I'll, I'll add that to the show notes, but there was a screenshot going around whereupon the um, the the bombs, the the whatever they're called, the reset charges were sent to different points along the timeline, and I don't know what that means for like the structure of like kind of how the powers work in um, you know in in the the, the logic of the TVA. Like, I don't know if that means that that a whole bunch of different branches that maybe didn't exist um, were made to exist. 
that that's what it feels like because mm-hmm. basically if if you if you set off a reset charge in an area that is already going along as normal then that that shifts things dramatically wouldn't it i mean it, it, like if especially if we know that the reset charges act in a way that potentially is destructive to whatever matters around it well, that's the thing. I don't know, like, I, you know, I don't exactly know how the reset charge is supposed to work. You know, like I, if we, if we think that the reset charge is supposed to destroy time, then what does it even mean to have a reset charge? I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that the, that the reset charge automatically is destructive. It could be that it has various settings that one of which includes destruction. But I mean, for all we know, it could be like, oh, this one causes time to go forward faster or this one causes time to slow down or whatever. And it could, you know, any number of different things. But I do think there's some sort of like, uh, if, if you if you take this medicine when you're already okay, <laughs> then it's it's going to, to cause your body to, to act differently. So it, it's not the same as bringing a problem that is there so here's my thought on it okay i think that it changes anything that's been touched by the situation um when the charge was set so whatever happened just before that clearly was not did not belong in anything that was associated with that touching in the timeline Mm-hmm. no longer can exist especially if it's been altered in any way shape or so, form so you think the reset charge is very is very narrow and very localized and it doesn't yeah. actually destroy um existence i don't well i don't think the boy who ate the the stuff survived i think they removed him because he had been touched by a timeline and therefore he had been changed Right. So, so this was an earlier discussion and I'd like to bring you in on this. My logic is that you can't destroy part of a reality and leave the rest of reality because it's still a timeline there. Mm -hmm. Like in order to destroy a timeline, you have to destroy all of it, Mm -hmm. you know? So even if, even if the, the, the part that's been most changed is the people who came into direct contact with the variant. Mm-hmm. Once you remove those people from it, you've still created a continuing um, variant timeline. So you have to destroy the entire timeline in order to truly prune the timeline. See, I don't well, I mean, think that that's what they're doing either. I think they're literally just playing with the timeline. They believe that that's what they're doing is that they're cleansing the timeline. I don't think that's actually what they're doing. Okay, I don't do think, think they actually doing? know what. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that they're following orders and they're okay. doing what they've been told because like you mentioned at the beginning, um, it's very much a religious aspect to it. This is how it is. This is what we do. We sit, we mm-hmm. stand and also with you, et cetera. Like it is literally, this is what we do and this is why we do it. And when you question them, they're like, well, because that's what we do. They yeah. don't know why. So you, so you think that they why. don't, you think that they don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. Well, I, they have zero idea what's happening after they press that button. I, I they just know what they've been told. Because, because I mean, you, when you uh, had Loki talk to the guy, he tries to threaten him like, oh, I'll get you like a fish. He's like, what the fish? Like yeah. you, you don't understand the world outside of 
what knowledge they've given you. True, so, but I but I mean the people who are actually going out into the field and releasing the charges have to know how it works in order to do it. No, well, not you really. press a button. Yeah, I mean you know you, how you, to operate it. Right, you press a button and been you told. know right, but you know that it erases what is you, you, you? Would know, you know that there is a thing that happens that they have categorized as resetting the Fix. timeline. Yep. And it so it could, it. Be, it could be destruction of matter. It could be redistribution of matter and energy, which, I mean, that would be, you know, it's scientific, it's still science. So you have to figure out like what exactly happens, but it could be any number of things that we're just kind of beholden to the, the story that's being told and we don't really know the actual fair enough i mean i i just think that like these are for the most part like you know these are fairly competent people and the protocols of of how they behave are are based on the idea that you want to clear out the space and then you want to set off the charge and get out of there because it will erase something, mm-hmm. you know, like whether whether it erases the last uh, 10 minutes or it erases um, everything that ever existed in this in this variant timeline and everything that could potentially, I mean, you know, the, the mechanics of it are still a little bit murky, yeah. I agree. But, I, but like I said before, if there are, if, the minute a variant of you is created, there are two of you, and mm-hmm. and the, and that and that means that there's variants of everything. So you have to get rid of all of the variants, and and there and and therein is the problem, um, because in order to get rid of all the variants, you have to do, remove them from existence. Mm-hmm. You don't. I mean, you know, whether you want to call it killing or not, you're still removing a sentient being from existence. Like you Uh, said, that little kid, the only thing that little kid did was interact with Loki. The little kid didn't break any laws. The little kid didn't do anything wrong. The little kid was only, you know, because of the fact that that variant interacted with him, he's uh now on the chopping block. Now there's another version of that kid who never interacted with Loki. And that version gets to go on, um, continue with his existence. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, the terminology that they use is a euphemism, you know, it's, it's, they, I think they know what they're doing, but they're using euphemisms because to say, oh yeah, we're just eradicating uh, billions of people uh, <laughs> every five minutes would sound pretty horrific, but, you know, we're cleaning up the timeline sounds a lot more clinical and sounds a lot more uh, a lot it's more nice. Just like cleansing. Yeah. I mean, eth- ethnic cleansing. It it doesn't sound quite so clean. It doesn't sound like genocide. It doesn't sound like genocide. You know, it's just a little, just a little, you know, smoothing. But because because again, what their machines show them. Affiliation of the timeline. Exactly. What their okay. machines show them is that there's this one timeline, and then there are these different branches, and they're like, oh, let's just clip this branch off even though that branch represents at minimal, at the minimum of hundreds, potentially trillions, because five minutes of existence is still five minutes of existence. 
10 minutes of existence is still 10 minutes of existence and you're wiping it all away. So I think that in order to sleep at night or whatever they do, in order to accept, accept the reality of what they're doing, they just have to say that a variant, what is the B20 called? A cosmic mistake, you know? A yeah. variant is not is not a valid life. Therefore, so, they can yes. get rid of it. So it takes me back to, you know, to get historical, to to Germany, right? Nazi Germany. Fair like, enough. This is, this is what we're told. This is what we do. This is mm-hmm. what we believe. And they do make and the trains run on time. Um, they do. Those trains are on time. But the, the thing with, the TVA though is that how long have they been told the same thing over and over and over and over and over again without any external change in that like the guy who didn't know what a fish was he has no idea what's going outside of his realm and mm-hmm. in having generation after generation after generation being wait, told wait, the same wait, story wait. over and is, over again is there generations that's a thing like presume presumptively this is all that they've ever done they don't have a life outside of the tva i mean time time flows differently for them so i mean i'm assuming that they are the drones the worker bees and they don't have kids they don't have family outside exactly this is the role that they play in their lives but i'm not sure that they were bred to do that i'm not even sure they've been bred what i'm saying is that mobius might have always been mobius he doesn't he may not have a childhood he may right. not have like, you know, oh, before I worked for the T- there's no before he worked for the TVA. I don't, I don't is, think it did. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is that every character that we've met in the TVA has always been what they are. But do they except, know? Except for, sorry, one clarification, except for Judge Renslayer, you know, who at one point was a hunter and then um, moved up to becoming a judge. And hopefully we'll find out her story as to how she you know, was able to uh, move beyond her station. So I guess the part that confused me mm-hmm. with this is they have the different levels and everything, right? But then when Loki goes to the keeper of records and mm-hmm. asks for different things, they're all classified except for certain documents. Of course, they're his own documents. Mm-hmm. But are those records classified for certain people as well, for other people? I mean, yeah, presumably, usually when things are classified, there's like a clearance level, you know? Yeah. So like, okay. depending you know, on depending on what your rank is, then you right. would be able to get, yeah. Exactly. And, so and then, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's like, it's likely that there's a whole lot of uh, promotion <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that leads me to believe that there's information that they don't know, that they've just been told this is how we do it. Yeah. And they're well, that, acting on it. Right. Well, that goes back to the bureaucracy argument, right? Like they you're only told the information that you need in order to do your job. Yep. And if your job is just to file documents all day, then that's you know, you just need to know the procedures for filing the documents. You know, obviously everyone watches the the miss um minutes tapes just kind of like for the overall story of what the sacred timeline is and you know to, to be able to, to say the chant and all that other stuff but like they don't need to know the law you know the time law mm-hmm. they don't need you know even 
again, going back to the thing, even if we assume that Ramona, Ravo, sorry, Ravona is telling the truth and she has actually interacted with the timekeepers, mm-hmm. like that's a privileged position of like, she's been interacting with the timekeepers, keep, time but no one else has, you know? So she's the timekeeper whisperer. You know, she tells everyone else what the timekeeper's keep, dictates are and everyone and no one else questions it. Yeah. Um, in our world, we would be like, immediately, we'd be like, yeah, how do we know that that's coming from the timekeepers and not coming from you? Right. You know, but but I, but I it's the interesting thing about the way that Gugu Mbathura plays it is that she plays it so matter-of-factly, it doesn't even seem like she's lying. Right. You know? Like, she's but just I mean, kind of like... Yeah, yeah, the timekeepers, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what we're we're just beholden to kind of everybody, really the only people who seem like they might be under any sort of mischievous pretense, again, is Loki. But again, we're we're kind of uh programmed to think that Loki is like, oh, he's the trickster, so he must be up to something. But yeah, they just because they are able to lie with a straight face, it doesn't make it any less of a lie. Well, I was going to say, I mean, is it a lie? lie? If, that's what I was going to oh, Yeah, hey, that's what I was going to say. Is it a lie if they believe it's the truth? Right. That's, yeah. that's where I'm, I'm that's having a lot of problems. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of secrecy being perpetrated. <laughs> there's a lot of secrecy going on. Right. So, yeah. I mean... These are open questions, and I do think that they will be explored. I think that you know where we started out in last week is where we were. We were deeply skeptical of the TVA. Um, no one on the show last week thought that the TVA's uh, goals were anything but nefarious. Um, I continue to think that, but I do wonder whether, um, like, I wonder who's being duplicitous. Um, I, I wonder about Ravona. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to break my heart if it turns out that she's just, you know, lying through her, te- through her teeth. It's definitely going to break my heart because I don't think Mobius knows, you know, I think he's just kind of in his box and he's, like he said on the show, you know, he doesn't really get hung up on what to believe. He's just kind mm-hmm. of like, this is his purpose and he's uh, doing his best to live out his purpose. Uh, but quick question, will Mobius get his jet ski. <laughs> I I would like to see him be able to get a little taste of mortal life, get to, get to actually live among humanity, not just kind of dictating things. But honestly, I I part of me feels like that's not going to happen. And in fact, we might get like a sad reference to it in, in the event that something. So you're, so you're, you're in the camp of no, no jet ski for Mobius. Yeah. Heather, what about you? Jet ski? Yeah. 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 Nay. I don't think you will because that's going to break from the timeline. All right. He's Kia. not part of the timeline. Kia jet ski. Yeah. Or nay. He is muted. I know. I was hoping that Kia would unmute to answer the question. Kia, come back to us. Kia variant. The Kia variant has been apparently um, silenced. I think... It's been fixed. I think that we will, in fact, get a... uh, I don't know if it's going to be a Mobius variant, but we will definitely get... I'm calling it definite. We'll definitely get Mobius... 
Uh, Mo- Mobius is going to be like, okay, um, I'm I'm going to time travel to the the biblical Noah's flood. And and take my jet ski there because <laughs> everybody's gonna die anyway, so I get to have my jet. <laughs> no impact on the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of think that if you take an anachronistic jet ski to Noah's flood, you probably messing up, you know, the time. <laughs> but um, I'm well, thinking that right before an apocalypse, we already proved that. <laughs> Fair point, but he's got to take he's got to take it from somewhere else. I think he's just gonna find himself an aquatic apocalypse. An aquatic aquatic apocalypse, and then he's just going to ride his jet ski there before the world ends, and that's probably going to be his ending. Um, (laughs) Sad, sad ending for Mobius, but he at least rides a jet ski before he dies. Before he he has his (laughs) aquacalypse. Thank you, his aquacalypse. And. Final thoughts before we uh, wind down the wind down the variant cast this week. I'm excited to watch next week's episode. I, know. I, I I am very ready for that next episode, and I'm still very much loving the music along the way. I really am. Yeah, I I don't know a lot about scores, but I've heard good things about the score, and I I concur. I think I think they've done good things with the soundtrack and score. So good, so good. Well, I think we'll leave it there until next week when, um, you know, we set off these charges and a different variant uh, steps into the steps out of the little uh, portal window and uh, shows up to talk about week three of Loki. I guess what I didn't say. So last week we last week Loki was was um, was Mephisto. Uh, this week, uh, I suppose we had our we had Lady Loki. Um, who's Loki going to be in week three, guys? I feel like um, Loki is going to be. Hmm, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I, I feel like he's a bit too tricky to be predicted. All right. Well. Um, I guess I'm going to predict, uh, like, you know, PG 13 Loki on Loki action, um, in, uh, for week three, uh, we'll get a, we'll get a kiss, we'll get a Loki kiss and it'll be weird. Fingers crossed for you to get your dream to come through. <laughs> All right, Heather, here's your chance. What's your, what's your week three Loki prediction? Um, he's going to get a taste of his power back. Mm. He's going to have some fun yeah. playing and toying. That is, that is one, one way to say what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's more of a rated G. <laughs> no parental guidance needed. Well, we'll we're going to go ahead and uh, post those Tumblr links. Um, in... <laughs> And 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 uh, you know, until next time, let's uh, be high key about Loki. I don't know. I don't have a sign off yet. <laughs> <laughs>